This is the Manga Mavericks Podcast, Episode 3, presented by AllComic.com. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I am Colton. And I am Sid, and we still don't have a catchphrase, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that was, um, I mean, it's not a catchphrase, but I thought what I just said there was a nice little slogan. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's an, yeah, we can use that for the intro. I, I guess that is our catchphrase. Sure, I get. I don't know. I I I thought it was better than nothing. <laughs> it's it's nice, simple, and short, instead of like, I mean, not the dog on you said said eh. I can't talk. Not the dog on you or anything, Sid. Because you know you you had you had more ideas than I had. But it, I I think personally, it's probably better than we're the manga mavericks and we do the i don't even remember what you had <laughs> yeah not not a thing about it it's a bit of a tongue twister yeah so i think we've simplified it. yeah so there we go i think we got it um so hopefully this means we'll instantly become better it's yeah. just it's uh it's all hopefully. uphill from here so um so i don't know let's just I, I i haven't talked to you in a while like i guess since the last episode how, how have you been doing i mean not the best but Aww. i'm pretty excited for to be here and record this podcast so Aww. well there's well, that i i hope you're doing okay buddy but um as for me i um i've been doing okay I, I can't really complain i i finally got a job so that that possibly means that i'm uh, i'm hoping that won't get in the way of trying to record the show but i mean hey if i had to choose between I mean, I like I like recording podcasts, and I'm not saying, well, if I had to choose, I would totally work over recording with Sid because you know he's the worst. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't. Aww, you I don't, wound I don't, me. You wound me, I don't, sir. I don't actually, think that's it. I'm just, just trying to play it up for the audience. Try to try to look cool. Um, I'm trying to look sundere. I don't know what I'm trying to go for here. I never know what gig I'm trying to go for. I'm lost in life in general, and that's the joke. Um, but no, yeah, if. I don't know. I'm hoping it won't get in the way, but I like money, so I mean, I don't know who doesn't. Um, but yeah, that's a cool thing. I like money. I wish I had a job and I was getting paid. Oh well, I mean, hopefully you'll become a very kick-ass animator one day, and you, you'll you'll probably maybe you can uh, make the next Steven Universe or the next uh, Gravity Falls or something in terms of animation. Hopefully, that'd be cool. You know, I mean, I go to the School of Visual Arts. That's where Rebecca Sugar is also from. Oh, so. really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, I've, I mean, I've seen her twice, uh, like, when she's come to visit. And she's pretty awesome. No no kidding? You're, you're, are you kidding? Really? Yeah, I mean, I talked with her and shook hands with her, too. Whoa! That's, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. I'm, 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 I'm kind of starstruck, and I haven't even met her. I also I also uh, took a photo like uh, uh, they were having like a screening of the regular show movie like uh, a while before it oh, premiered okay. like uh, for the school and uh, I took a photo with the creator JG Quinto. Oh, that's sweet. So I post, yeah, I posted on my Facebook and my Tumblr like back in October. So well I, awesome. I didn't know you were um i didn't know you were rubbing elbows with the greats there sid why why didn't you tell me you were why didn't you tell me about all the celebrities you knew apparently <laughs> I, I didn't know well celebrities i've met well, which is still awesome. i i did i didn't know you were i didn't know you were indirectly famous because that's how that works right 
<laughs> I wish I had worn a regular show t-shirt to that uh, screening. Instead, I wore a Sailor Moon t-shirt for some reason. Oh. I was not expecting to meet J.G. Quintel there, so I didn't... Oh. I don't have any regular shirt. I don't have any regular show shirts either. I, I actually do. I I remember. Um, I I promise we'll get to manga stuff in a second. But I remember. Um, I remember when I was out of town and I had finally made some money, you know, working with my family and stuff. The first thing I spent my first pay on was like, uh, I mean, not all of it, but the first thing I spent my first pay on was uh, was a Mordecai and the Rigby's T-shirt that I still have in my closet and I still like to wear a lot. It's probably one of my favorite t-shirts. I I like I like t-shirts from from shows and stuff that aren't like super obviously from the show like that. You know what I mean? Like like I I, I like stuff like that when it when it comes mm-hmm. to like those kinds of t-shirts. But uh, but anyway, we should probably get into some manga news. Um, I guess we could talk about uh, the New York Times best-selling manga list from. Uh, what is it? January thirty first to this February sixth. Uh, what 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 you got for us, Sid? Yes, uh, yes. This is actually a pretty big week because there are a lot of new titles that debuted uh, last week, and I mean that week. And <clears throat> uh, so a lot of there was a lot of changeover than uh, there usually tends to be. And uh, starting off, we have at number one, My Hero Academia, Volume Street. Already a really strong seller for Wiz, even before the anime comes out, which is just a really good. Song. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if I don't know if I mentioned this on this show in particular before, but I know um, I know the first week that uh, My Hero Academia Volume One came out. Um, I think for that week in particular, back last August, it it um, it took the fourth spot in the uh, New York Times bestselling manga list for that week, which is pretty surprising because. Like like we said, there's there there there's still no anime for it now, and there you know obviously wasn't an anime for it back then. So, I'm I can't wait to see how well it does when the anime finally does premiere. Yeah, I wonder if uh, maybe maybe hopefully it'll be like a a comic a kill level success, or may, or even better, a One Punch Man Tokyo Ghoul level success. That or maybe even Attack on Titan. Maybe maybe not, but we can hope. We can hope. We can hope. Coming in at number two is One Piece Volume Seventy Seven. Uh, that's pretty good. One Piece volumes don't uh, you don't usually stay on the list long, but usually when a new volume comes out, it uh, tends to rank somewhere. But uh, this is the highest I've seen a volume ranked in quite some time, so that's pretty good. Yeah, One Piece doesn't look like it's going anywhere, so that's good. I'm surprised that it outranked at number three, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency Number Two, which uh, continues. The Battle Tendency arc, that's where, you know, Caesar is introduced and Lisa Lisa. I haven't read through the lines, so I don't know where exactly it ends, but I think I think they at least gets through the fight with ACDC in that one. <sighs> that's a good so that that should be a great volume. Yes, for for those of you who don't know what JoJo is, um, yes, ACDC is the name of an actual character. I just I, I just didn't want to, like, let that slide. Actually, I probably should have let that slide, because it actually would have been funnier. Oh, yeah, I, I like that volume. Uh, it's it's the it, it has the fight with ACDC and, and all that stuff. Actually, that probably would have been funny if I didn't point that out. Um, I still haven't read um, Battle Tendency as far as the manga goes yet, actually. Um, I need to buy those at some point. I only have, like, the first volume of, um, of those, like, particular hardcover editions of the first two parts of the manga. Um... But anyway, yeah, what's what's at number four? Number four, we have uh, Kamigahill number five, down from uh, last week where it was 
uh, number one, but still a pretty strong place to rank. Okay. I then at uh, number five, the debuting on the list is Assassination Classroom number eight. All right, there you go. Uh, which con- which continues the Assassination Island arc and and like basically covers that entire arc. And that was I think that was the arc where I really like really uh, fell in love with Assassination <clears throat> Classroom. I think so. That that to me is always one of the series highlights. So. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to having that uh, in print. Then at uh, number six is Food Wars uh, number ten, which I believe concludes the match between uh, Rato and Hayama, and then has the match between Takumi and Mimasaka, and then set up first the Soma and Mimasaka match. So that's another great volume. That that's the these chapters and Food Wars number ten are like when I started keeping up with the series. So. The, they have a special place in my heart. Mm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that in print. And then uh, at number seven, uh, consistent with uh, number seven for the previous week is One Punch Man number one. Uh, now on this list for 23 weeks and uh, showing no signs of ever getting off. Uh, come on. Point. Come on, and One then, Punch uh, Man. You better stay on for 100 weeks like Attack on Titan did. I'm rooting for you. I really hope so as well. And uh, at number eight, uh, down from number two from the previous week, but... Uh, uh, still on this list after uh, five weeks is uh, Naruto, the Seven Takage, and the Scarlet Spring, which uh, also had a, had a pretty significant uh, record that we'll uh, mention a little after this. But uh, good, strong showing. Obviously, now Naruto is still a powerful seller, and uh, uh, people are liking uh, the, people like the spinoff. And I'm sure Boruto, when that gets released in print over here, is going to be a pretty strong seller too. And then at uh, number nine, down from number five from the previous week, is One Punch Man number two. Uh, also, a uh, pretty strong presence on this list for a uh, while well now, just like Attack on Titan Volume 2. So, you'll probably see this uh, pop up on this list uh, for quite a while yet. And then, uh, finally, at uh, number 10, at uh, down from 4 from the previous week, is Noragami Volume 10, which has been on this list for two weeks. So, that's pretty good. Noragami seems to be pretty popular. I think this volume uh, concludes the Ebisu arc, which uh, is what the anime covered. So this prob for those of you who watched the anime and really enjoyed it, this is probably where you should start uh, picking up uh, if you want to see how the story continues in the manga, which I need to do because I really enjoyed the second season of Norikami. So there we go. That's the New York Times list. Every time I talk to you, you always make me feel ashamed. You always make me feel ashamed of how much manga I don't read because I always think... Because sometimes people are like, man, Colton, you're you're the manga guy, you know? It even says in your Twitter profile, the guy that loves manga too much. I may love manga too much, but I certainly don't read too much of it. I just, I need to start reading more things and picking up more things. But I just, I just haven't had the money. But now that I have a job, I can finally maybe buy some damn manga. Uh, yeah. But um, that's a pretty that's a pretty um, varied list. I have I don't think I've seen such a like again I, I don't think I've seen such a varied um, New York Times bestselling manga list in a while. Honestly, there's a there's a like a lot of different titles on there. I'm very happy about that actually. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, but I it's nice to have some it's nice to have some diversity. Considering the last time we <clears throat> talked about it, uh, it was basically One Punch Man and Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was a lot of One Punch Man and Tokyo Ghoul on that last list we covered. Um, But anyway, uh, speaking of newer titles, or uh, I guess... Well, uh, before we get to that, 
let me uh, talk about the uh, January 2016 book scan. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. And the book yeah. scan, the book scan list uh, tr- charts the top 20 adult graphic novels, not just manga, but comic, old graphic novels, comic books in general that are released in the U.S. So uh, something really cool happened uh, with January in that uh, Naruto, the Seventh Hokage, and the Scarlet Spring topped the list. Uh, it was number one, which means it was the number one best-selling uh, graphic novel of uh, January 2016 for between all the graphic novels that were uh, out in the U.S. So that was pretty. That's pretty cool. But what's even cooler is that four volumes of One Punch Man and four volumes of Tokyo Ghoul also were on the list, meaning there were a total of nine manga volumes on the list, and which is. If you've uh, checked these lists before, it's actually really sig- pretty cool because usually there only tend to be like two, three manga titles on the list on this uh, on the book scan list. Uh, manga do- is uh, as uh, manga is, does not usually compete with uh, titles like Watchmen and Saga and all these so- and spin-off comics like Star Wars and and then other you know evergreen stuff like Walking Dead and then. Of American-born Chinese and all and all these graphic novels that are are consistently strong sellers and extremely popular, so this is a good sign for the manga industry that they're get that now we are getting to the point like uh, that manga can be take up almost half the top the top of the book scan list. So I thought this was pretty great. That that is all really good. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm kind of not surprised that that you know naruto of all things kind of broke the record when it came to that because you know naruto's you know even though it's over has always been you know such a a powerful title it you know it resonates with a lot of people and it sells quite a lot of copies so there's that um and you know between this and stuff like uh i think we talked about last time you know uh walmart looking into you know, expanding more of their manga section and, you know, Barnes and Noble expanding their manga section for real. Just, I think it's a good time to be a manga fan. I think it's, I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the <clears throat> manga industry in the U.S. has never, I don't, I think it's in the best state it's been in a long time. And uh, I think that 2016 will, is starting off at a strong, strong point, And I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, I I think so too. But um as as I was going to transition to before, um I I think we should talk about some uh, some new manga titles that I guess uh, Vertical Inc announced just recently. Um I guess they picked up three titles. Um uh, we're just going to talk about them real quickly here. Um the first of which they picked Technically, up Technically these are old titles. Oh, are they? Okay. You know. These are these are new licenses. Okay, so so were these um so were all of these owned by different publishers at once then or because I'm 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 honestly uh, not familiar with any of these titles. I think this is the first time these titles have been licensed in the U.S. I don't know if they have. I don't know if the so you know. I don't know if they had different publishers in Japan, but this is the first time. I think these titles are being uh, released. Okay, in the because that's what I meant by new titles was stuff. Yeah, that's what oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, yeah, I I know um I know like I know two of them I'm sure have been around for a while because I think I've seen the both of them around. But uh, this this first one I'm not familiar with, but it did sound kind of cool. Um, it's called um, Immortal Hounds by Ryo Yasohachi. It's a weird name I've never seen before. So. 
from from what I'm seeing from the uh, synopsis, it's uh, it's some kind of it. What what the what the synopsis I found calls a splatter gun action manga. Um, it, it apparently it takes place in a world where humans can no longer die, even if they are stabbed or shot, and uh, humans revive within a few seconds, and then like one piece yeah exactly just like one piece um and apparently there's some new illness that pops up along the way that like stops the effects of this new found ability or whatever and there's this guy named kenzaki who i guess lost his sister and is trying to find out the mystery behind this new disease and all that stuff um i did such a great job of going through that synopsis um i don't know it sounds it sounds like it could be kind of cool maybe um from what I've seen, the concept sounds interesting. From from what I've seen of um of the art that I think Vertical posted of it, um it looks kind of neat. For for a second, I thought I was looking at like um at, at the uh, main character of Kill a Kill. It, it kind of mm-hmm. looked like her to me, but that's just me. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Blame by uh, Sutomu Nihei. I know that's been around for a while. Um. From from what I've looked up of it, it's it's some kind of dystopian title about a badass with a gun, and he par- he he essentially treks across this like futuristic city to find something called the net terminal genes, which I don't know what those are. The synopsis doesn't really explain what that is, um, and it the, like the synopsis for this one seemed kind of vague, but I think that maybe the point because maybe there's some kind of mystery behind what exactly the motivations of the main character are possibly i don't know i've I've never read blame i'm just kind of i'm just kind of making some educated guesses but apparently this is going to be released in something called the master edition which which i, I guess the basically Omni-Mod. yeah basically because i guess the original run um cons- consisted of like 10 volumes and i think they're gonna squish this down to about six or so um or at least that's what mm-hmm. i thought i heard um and then uh, I think the last title that vertical. Well, let me just uh, just to say that the uh, blame is from Sutomo Mihei, who is the mangaka behind Knights of Sidonia and uh, Biomega. That's which, right. Okay. Uh, Knights of Sidonia is a uh, incredible was a very popular title uh, recently because of its animated actions, and then uh, from what I've heard about uh, Nihei's works with Blame and Biomega is that they are very psychological and aren't con- don't flow in a like conventional <clears throat> narrative sense, so Knights of Sidonia was his more most mainstream work, and even that was a little psychological at points. Though uh, I, there are aspects of it that are definitely you can definitely tell are very mainstream. What with the uh, harem aspect and whatever that happened with that, which I, I don't know, I could have done without. But uh, you know, if you're a big fan of Nihei's work, uh, it's great that uh, Blame is finally getting released. I think this is. Actually, uh, people's favorite of his work, so that's pretty cool. Okay, I I did not know that actually. I I saw Knights of Sindonia being thrown around, and I I completely forgot that this person was responsible for that series too. I need to, I don't know. Blame looked kind of interesting. Um, from what I've seen of Knights of Sindonia, it I don't know. It looked okay, but it's not something I don't think I'm gonna get to like super quickly. Though I I wouldn't mind trying it out. Um. I enjoyed uh, Knights of Sidonia for a good chunk of its run. It was pretty enjoyable. I felt that uh, 
I mean, the ending of that series, uh, I, I didn't think it ended on a particularly strong point, but overall, I think the series is enjoyable. So it's, uh, I think it's worth recommending. Okay. Um, and then I think the last thing they picked up was something called Dissolving Classroom by Junji Ito, which if, if you've read anything by Junji Ito, I think it's safe to say you can, you, you probably have a good idea of what to expect. It's, it's another horror manga. Junji Ito is pretty much probably the most well-known horror manga artist around, I'm sure, I think. Um, he, he has, a quite the extensive library of, uh, of works that you could find all over the place. Um, so yeah, that might be interesting to read. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Uzumaki, so I'm definitely interested in checking this out. See, me personally, I was more of a fan of Gyo just because I I thought the um, I thought the premise was a little more interesting than Uzumaki to me personally. Um, I mean, come on, a, a fish walking on land like how how crazy is that? Um, that's great. Yeah, I mean, the premise, it sounds interesting, though. I remember uh, uh, the WMR guys, that's, that's a po- another podcast, uh, they reviewed that and they were they were not very kind to that one. Uh, but, uh, but, I don't know, it's only two volumes. I'll get to it eventually. It's, it's... Hey, they, didn't, they didn't really like Uzumaki either, so, you know, I disagree with them plenty of times. So, I don't think Gyo's bad. I think it's, I think it's worth it. It's probably not like the best thing you'll ever read, but it's 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 okay. I don't I don't hate it, that's for sure. Alright, so uh what's the next thing we're talking about, Sid? Well, uh something pretty cool happened. Uh Rubenko Takahashi was once again nominated for the Eisner All Aim. And if uh you don't know what the Eisners are, which you probably would if you regularly visit all comic or like into comics I mean, uh, the Eisner Awards are uh, awarded for creative achievement in American comic books. Basically, they're like the Oscars, but for comic books. Mm. And so uh, every year, like uh, cr- like uh, comic creative professionals in the comic industry that uh, pe- that people feel have shown astounding achievement, creative achievement in the medium of comics. And so Takashi was nominated for the Eisners last year as well. Uh, she was a nomination, but she didn't uh, get selected this that time. So, but she's been nominated again. So hopefully she'll be uh, inducted this time because I definitely think that, uh, considering how prolific uh, her work has, her work is over basically almost a forty-year period now, and with how many significant titles she's created, like that are. Like definitely some of the most popular title anime manga titles that have ever been created, and definitely in the case of Yurisiyastra, some of the most inventive and uh, revolutionary for like uh, the genre. I think that uh, she definitely deserves a spot and uh, joined the ranks with some other uh, mangaka uh, inductees like uh, Tesca, uh, Kazuo Koiki, Goseki Kojima, and Katsuhiro Tomo. So hopefully she can join the ranks. Yeah, that's um, that that is a very prestigious honor. I'm I'm happy for her. Mount Psycho. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't words. Mob Psycho's a thing, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So if you don't know what Mob Psycho is, um, it it's essentially. I so, I, I I see I I forget. So did Mob Psycho come before or after One Punch Man? I'm pretty sure one. I believe Mob Psycho came after. One okay, Punch Man. so yeah, this was essentially um, 
this is essentially uh one's um one's uh uh, uh it, other web comic after one punch man who again if you don't know one is essentially the the writer of one punch man he he was be- well he draws his own web comic version of one punch man Murata just redraws it for the jump website. exactly yeah yeah thank you um and um I thought I'd mention it because uh, it is going to be getting an anime soon. Um, I know it's not technically manga news, but I figured, hey, you know, if I'm sure everybody listening to this loves One Punch Man, I, I don't, I don't really know anyone who doesn't love One Punch Man. Okay, maybe like one person, but, but they're, they're yeah. People who don't like fun. Don't <laughs> People like one who punch don't fan. like fun. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'd say that's about ninety-eight percent correct. Okay, okay, you know what? Fine, ninety-nine point nine nine percent correct. It's pretty correct, um, and you know from from what I've seen of this particular title, um, it seems it's essentially about this middle schooler who has psychic abilities, and you know he starts off you know doing all this cool stuff you know when he was really young like you know bending spoons and lifting heavy things, but he he like as he grows up I guess he essentially starts to kind of slowly uh, back away from you know. Uh, using his uh psychic abilities so he doesn't you know stand out and that people can't like you know make fun of him for it or something you know basically no uh you know to not receive any like negative attention uh towards his abilities this kind of sounds like psyche kusuo yeah psi psyche yeah i i I know what you're talking about yeah it kind of does um i really wish i got an english release over here that that does look like a funny series um but yeah, it's I guess yeah, it, it does kind of sound like the same series. Um, you know, gag manga with char- with main characters who have psychic abilities, essentially the same thing, at least from the little I've read of both. Um, but yeah, no, Mob Psycho One Hundred. If you like One Punch Man, um, I'm I'm assuming since you know the web comic for this is you know written by written and drawn by the same guy who did the web comic for One Punch Man that. Uh, that the comedic sensibilities are probably mostly the same. Probably. Um, I'm going to assume so. Again, I haven't actually read any of Mob Psycho, but um, but there is a promo out for the anime coming up pretty soon. I think this April, or at least this spring, or whatever the spring anime season starts, and it looks pretty cool. I don't think they've confirmed the premiere date for Mob Psycho. I think that it's still going to be a ways off, because if it was going to be in the spring, they would have announced it. Well, that's true. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, for some reason, I thought it was going to be in the spring. Don't don't blame me, guys. There's a lot of stuff coming up in spring, and it's really hard to keep up with. Um, there's going to... Spring is going to be big. Yeah, spring season is going to have a lot of stuff that I'm actually going to... It's probably going to have at least, like, seven shows I'm probably going to keep up with weekly. You know, assuming they all get picked up, but that's neither here nor there. So, so yeah, there's a promo out for it. Um, if you can find it, you should watch it. It looks super, super cool. I I like how the anime looks like it's going to be keeping one's art style, um, which I think will... like. You know, I've I've seen a few people complain about it already. Like, oh, looks it doesn't look like anime. Oh, it doesn't look all that great. But honestly, it I think I think it looks unique enough. And you know, I I like anime that doesn't necessarily look like anime. You know, if you know if you know what Same. I mean. Like, I like stuff that looks original. So I'm all for this. Um, 
And again, I haven't read any of the original web comics, so I am very much looking forward to this. But again, I just thought I'd mention this just in case all you guys out there, you know, possibly like One Punch Man, that maybe you should check this out. It's by the same author. Go read it. Yeah, trailer looks is pretty freaking great, so I'm very excited for this. So, I also haven't read the webcomic, but I'm, yeah, really looking forward to it. Should be pretty yeah, great. I can't wait for it. Um, So, uh, what's the next thing we're talking about? Well, as one thing begins, another thing oh, no. ends. I'm sure that I mean, if you're an anime fan, you've probably been watching Erased. It's pretty much like <clears throat> the most popular title like uh, currently airing. I mean, it's so popular that it's already climbed to number seven on MAL. It's top anime list. I mean, it's. Pr- I mean, I think that's a pretty good indicator that it's pretty popular that it's already number seven. The number seven most popular anime, most highly. I anime. I I have so. my thoughts on what should be number one, but I'll keep those to myself. I'll 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 save that for Twitter. I'm just not going to say it here. Well, I'll I'll let you know right now that I agree with you. I mean, I mean, but, it, it's uh, a it's a good show. I like it. Um, but you know, I just I I think there are other shows that I think deserve attention. But anyways, uh, just just go on. What's 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 the thing about a race? Is it what's what's happening? Well, as you all as you all know that uh, the Erased anime is only one core and it'll be ending at the end of March. What you may not have known is that the manga is also ending at the end of March. Mm. And what you should be happy to know is uh, that the anime will be adapting the manga's ending. So basically, this will be kind of a simultaneous kind of uh, adaption kind of thing, like uh, how Formal Alchemist Brotherhood was, which is pretty cool. So mm. you get a complete adaption of the manga in uh the anime so that's pretty nice yeah i um i'm so bad i'm i'm like i think at this point i'm like almost a month behind on all the anime i watch because i you know between podcasting stuff and now work i just i haven't had the chance to catch up i need to i need to start catching up with the race um yeah you know from from what i've seen of it it's it's a good show um i i i don't want to like I, I don't want to keep, you know, uh, dogging on it too much, but I, it's so weird because I, I see so much praise for the show, but then, like, um, I, I see so much praise for the show and I see so many people who, like, love the show so much that they, like, go ahead and read the manga, and every everything I've been hearing is just, oh, the manga's, and, uh, like, oh, the manga um, isn't, isn't as good, or, like, I don't know, it's weird, like... It, I kind of agree. I, I, I've been reading the I've been reading the manga as I've been as uh, the anime comes out. Like I read as much okay. as the manga that the anime adapts. Yeah. So I feel comparing it side to side. I think the anime is a superior uh, version of the manga. Okay, because I I thought I heard somewhere that the story eventually becomes kind of eh. That's just what I hear. I don't know for sure though. Well, the manga has been climbing the ranks on the uh, MAL manga list too. So clearly, people. Uh, are, who have gotten into anime and have been speed reading to the manga seem to like what they've been reading. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. All, all, all I hear, all I know is that people complain about something when it comes to the manga for Erased. Um, it's, I, I don't, I forget. I was going to say, oh, they complained about how the ending was, but then I forgot, oh, it hasn't ended quite yet, I don't think. Has it? I forget when it, when, when is it ending uh, again? 
The ending is supposed to come out in March, so no, I don't think the final chapter has been released. So, yet. do you do you know if your race is weekly or monthly, or do you know what the schedule for it is like? It is like at all. I believe it's monthly. Okay, that I yeah that I can see that that makes sense. I I I can imagine reading this weekly would be um. Yeah, yeah, m- monthly seems like the kind of uh the kind of schedule that suits this kind of series, I think. Um, so okay, yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm probably just going to keep with the anime for now. If 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 I like the show enough, um, I wouldn't mind reading the manga as uh, again like you are as like for comparison's sakes. But for now, I think I'm good with the anime. Um, but yeah, so that's ending in March. I know that's a big thing uh, for uh, for this particular anime season right now. So hopefully, the ending's good. Is all we can hope for. Yeah. Um, It'd be pretty sad if like. This series is so popular that the ending, like, this disappoints everyone. And then it plummets on the MAL list from 7 to whatever. 4. Maybe. I don't know. 4? Four, 4 would be oh, going okay. up. okay. Um, 36. That's still kind of high. Okay, fine. 76. Out. What do you want from me, Sid? I don't, I don't check the rankings as often as you. I don't know how the rankings work. The rankings are well. The rank they rank all the anime on the, on my anime list are ranked, so it's a ranking of every anime. Ever oh, made. ever made. Oh, so, okay. I mean, so, okay, let's give it a comedically low number. Okay, so, hmm, seven thousand fifty-six. That's my, that's my, that's my final answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> that would be hilarious. That, um, I don't know if you can get any worse than that, but I don't know. You never know. It could be good. It could be the. It could have the best ending we could ever get in manga i don't know in my opinion i you know i i've i haven't read a lot of manga that have an actual ending because a lot of the manga i read are are still going but from the the, long running shonen designed to last forever and ever and ever a la detective conan um yeah there are very few manga with endings that i'm usually satisfied with i think like the one i could think of off the top of my head would be like i shield 21 but I feel like I feel like most people would probably disagree with me on that. But oh, you know, actually, no. I show twenty one and um, and um, Nero, uh, Majin Tante no Gabi Nero um, specifically. Um, I know that has. I thought the ending for that was really nicely done. Um, a, a nice ending mm. to an overall really really great jump series that I wish had more of a, um, a more of a fan base. Um, I think when it. Uh, when it ran in Jump, um, it had more of a cult fan base. I think it sold like four million copies um, during the time of its release. I could be wrong about that. I know I saw that number somewhere. Um, but just just real quick, just in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Nero is essentially a manga that used to run in Jump about this demon named Nero who essentially came from the demon world to the human world because he had solved all the puzzles and riddles that he could find in the demon world and essentially decides, oh, I'm going to go to the human world and see what I can find because um, he literally he literally feeds from the energy or or whatever that he gets from solving different riddles and puzzles and stuff. It's it's super interesting. The art's kind of um, the art's kind of like very Boba esque, but that's because um, the author for that series in particular uh, used to be an assistant uh, for Bobo Bo, which I, which I think you could tell if you read the both of them side by side. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of Nero, um, that particular author went on to 
go on to make a make a very popular Shonen Jump series that's going to be ending in March. A very popular Jump series, yes. Uh, Assassination Classroom. I'm sure that if you're fo- you've been following uh, Shonen manga, especially Shonen Jump manga, you've heard of the series, you've seen the series, or I mean, hopefully you've read the series. And yes, Assassination Classroom has been extremely popular ever since its debut. Basically, the number the number two of the magazine uh, after One Piece during its runtime, and uh, it's extremely popular. Definitely taken took uh, took uh, the man- like the manga industry in Japan. But I don't know if they did that, but it's extremely popular. Yeah. And you know, usually you'd expect something so popular in Shonen Jump to last forever and ever and ever and ever, and, ever, and not really have a natural ending just end whenever people stop caring about it. Not the case with Assassination Classroom. Assassination Classroom has come to the natural end of its story, and as such, it's going to be over and done with in uh, five chapters. It'll be ending in uh, about the middle of March. Uh, yep, so... I mean, I'm kind of sad to see it go, but uh, but I am glad it's, you know, th- that it's going to be ending naturally, and it's... You know, again, like you said, it's not just ending because people don't care about it anymore. Because that's the opposite. I, I know a lot of people like the series. It is. So it's not kidding when it's when he says it's 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 a very popular series in Japan. It you know it sells a lot of copies. Um, I mean, it's not like One Piece big, but then again, there aren't a lot of titles that are One Piece big, if at all. I mean, like you know, One Piece is the biggest. It's the highest selling manga of all time. It's almost untouchable. I've days, I've so. seen I've seen charts come out of uh, out of manga sales where like where like I, I think one time I saw that Naruto um Naruto one week sold like three million copies and then like one piece sales beat that by like at least oh god like another like another like 10 million or something it, one piece sells a lot but um anyway yeah assassination classroom it's a good series um I think people should really check it out it's it's very fun, very funny little series. Koro Sensei is probably one of the funniest characters in manga, I think. Um one of my favorite characters in manga. Personally. Yeah. Um it's it's really funny. People should really check it out. It's it's available from Viz. You can buy it. Go buy it, guys. Um thankfully, I think we still got a got a few more volumes coming out of um coming out of the English release before it ends over here, but eventually it'll end, but uh you know, uh, we, we we still we still got plenty of volumes of Assassination Classroom over here at least to look forward to. Um, but anyway, that's ending in March. Um, let's let's move on to something I, I I've been uh, kind of interested in talking about. Uh, so I guess. Well, one thing I want to just say about Assassination yes. Classroom is that it's definitely a series that uh, really resonated with me as I read it. It was an incredibly fun time keeping up with it, beginning to end, and seeing how the story. Uh, progressed, and I'm really happy that it's reaching the natural end of the conclusion. I'm really sad too because I know the ending is gonna definitely be heartbreaking. And honestly, I don't usually cry at a lot at many things, but even just reading the most recently like released chapter, I was tearing up a little. And I feel that once uh, the series ends, I am gonna be shedding some tears. And yeah, so the, the, the assassination costume to me is one of a. Uh, the best series that has ever come out of Shonen Jump and definitely going to be remembered as a modern classic. And 
I'm really going to be sad to see it go, but I'm also really happy at the same time that it's getting the ending it deserves. See, unlike... That's all I want to say. See, unlike you, I don't know what it's like to not cry at manga, honestly. I cry at everything, so I just... I, I don't I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't feel the spit that you're flapping there, Sid. Um, I don't know why I went with that. Um, so... Yeah, let's um let's let's move let's move on to uh, something I I I've been um I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit because um, for those of you who don't know, um, Viz's Weekly Shonen Jump has this cool thing where um where essentially they will they will translate the first three chapters of whatever new or most new serials I guess um there have been some that I know were. The sum that they get, but I think people should know this if they listen to the last episode since we talked Did about we? it. It's it's it, yeah, yeah. I I didn't remember. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah, guys, my memory kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, no, you know, again, it well, you know what? It's it's everybody's first podcast. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, jump starts are a cool thing, and um, I'm glad that this is weekly Shonen Jump. Um, does these? Um, I I hope at some point they pick up one for um serialization because i i think the magazine could use a few new series but anyway that's every week i every week in the suggestions my suggestion is the same every time please add straighten up and or mononofu to the regular lineup that is what i put in the suggestion box every time every survey um but but anyway um this week in particular um I mean, I think by the time this comes out, it's um, it's three chapter run might possibly be done. But anyway, who who cares? Um, I, I want to talk about the first chapter of Blade of the De- what was it called? Blade of Demon Destruction or um, keep Kimetsu, yeah, no Kimetsu no Yaba. They just they don't they don't translate the title. Um, they they, they kind of do it. in the um in the in the little Nihongo lesson that uh, that they include in the. Um, in each issue of Jump, because they actually they actually break yeah. down what uh, what the title of the series means. So I thought that was kind of neat. It is pretty cool. I always like the Nihongo lessons. I feel like I learn a little bit more about Japanese. I don't read them all the time, but usually when I do, um, they can they can be pretty interesting. Um, but I mean, they're not as interesting to me only because I've. You know, I, it's not like I've never taken Japanese class. So usually when I do read them, it's usually stuff that I kind of already know because I watch too much anime. So I'm I usually pick up on a lot of like keywords and stuff that I'm, that I kind of already know. But uh, sorry, I don't mean to sound like I know it all. But but I but no, anyway, I, I thought this one in particular was kind of interesting. Um, so um, so I don't know, like. I guess I, let's just talk about our general thoughts on the first chapter of this series for for a little bit. Um, personally, I thought it was an okay first chapter. How about you, Sid? I really enjoyed it. I thought that this was... I didn't know what to expect going into it, but I was very pleasantly surprised by uh, what I read. I think this is a very intriguing, engaging start to what could potentially be a really fascinating and incredible series. See, to me, the art for this series in particular kind of reminds me of something similar to like or maybe not like the art style but i guess like the general aesthetic of like the like the old timey japan aesthetic of it kind of sort of reminded me of something like mushishi like this um this particular art style isn't something i usually see used with a lot of um 
in a lot of jump series. Like th- this is something. This looks like something that you would probably find in like, um, like in a like in a seinen magazine or something. Something that runs like, uh, um, I don't know what you would call it. Like um, something akin to like I guess something by Naoki Urasawa. Like it feels like something that belongs in a in a collection of manga in which that also belongs. If that makes any sense, like this is definitely—it's definitely not a tip. It's definitely not our usual art style for a Shonen Jump series. But I think the series is also not a typical like Shonen Jump manga. It definitely feels like something that I would be—that I would—that uh, I would be—I think would be more like a seinen kind of series in terms of the concept. Yeah, exactly. Um. So would you would would you be wanting to read more of this? Because personally, I like I I don't know. It's it's weird because I I was I wasn't like in love with the first chapter, but I found it I found it interesting enough to be like, hey, I I want more of this, and and I kind of want to see where the story goes. Oh no, I was very engaged with it. I'm really interested in where it's going. I think what I really love about the first chapter is that it's really uh, it's really it's like the main character. He doesn't have, like, any big aspirations. He doesn't have, like, a dream or something he wants to be, like, in most typical Shonen Jump series. No, his goal here is just to cling on to the one remaining family member he has and just keep her, sa- keep her safe and protect her. He just wants to cling to the family that he still has left and not let her go. And it's, it's, def- it's more of a like moral and emotional like conflict there is no real villain in the chapter uh the the basic conflict is just more of a psychological one is his sister even still his sister anymore like how is or is she more of a beast now than a human being there's a whole lot of um psychological more and ethical like uh, aspects to the series that I really just didn't see explored and like developed upon, and I think that's really cool for like uh, something for like a Shonen Jump series, which are pretty more straightforward in terms of like uh, just the their mindsets of good versus evil, or you know, just there has there is a set bad guy or something. Especially for something that you know eventually is going to have like a battle aspect to it. I mean. There's uh, the the titular blade of Demon Destruction is not in this chapter, but I'm pretty sure based on the cover page, he's going to get like whatever this blade is at some point. And that's another thing I liked about the chapter is that they didn't like just straightforward, straight go to him getting whatever blade swore he's going to get. This is just setting up the characters, the concept and like the the main conflict, the like the main emotional conflict and like the emotional hook that's going to carry throughout the series, the relationship between the main character Tanjiro and his sister. So I find that I found all that really cool and engaging, and I'm definitely uh, really looking forward to reading more. Yeah. See, what I think is going to go down is like somewhere down the line, you know, assuming that this hopefully lasts more than a year, I would like to see where the series goes. Um, and I, I really do hope this gets picked up because I actually would like to read more. <clears throat> what I think might happen, assuming that the series, you know, lasts long enough, is I think, I think this series is gonna, is gonna pull a fist of the North Star in the sense of, you know, we're gonna have the more experienced badass character that shows up in the first chapter, 
probably at some point take on Tanjiro as like a as like an apprentice of some kind, maybe, or at least you know, sh- uh, teach him in the ways of uh, slaying demons or whatnot. And at some point, badass uh, demon slaying guys probably going to die or or maybe not even die per se, but at some point pass on because I'm pretty sure the the sword he had was the is probably going to be the um, the blade of demon destruction, whatever, and it's probably going to uh, at some point be passed down to him or Tanjiro. I mean, possibly mm. that's what that's what I that's how I think this is probably going to go down, but. Um, Looking at the detailing on the sword, it seems like a different sword than the sword featured on the cover. It could, it could so be. I just, I, sure. I thought, um, I thought the kanji on the sword um, s- said something like that. I don't remember, um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you could be right or I could be wrong. I don't know, but I think that's possibly what's that. That's possibly something that could happen. Um, but, yeah. but I don't know. I. I don't know, but like I actually like the way you describe it. I think I find this first chapter a little more interesting than, than uh, or more interesting than compared to after I read it. Because yeah, you're right. There, there, there aren't a lot of shonen that really like to dabble into that like sort of complex moral conflict that uh, that the first chapter of this particular series does, um, or at the very least, not too often. Because, like you said, most shonen manga, for the most part, is pretty straightforward, for the most part. And certainly not off the bat, like, in the first chapter. There are def- there are shonen series that go into deeper moral conflicts as they go along. Like, I feel Yu Yu Hakusho certainly did during uh, Chapter Black, yeah. especially. But, like, in the, to, in, to start off in the first chapter, like, to not really have any flashy action or, like, any, or comedy or like tra- any traditional like shonen uh fixtures and just really focus on this uh, uh this moral like this moral conflict and moral question and then uh, this can this just uh can set up this connection between uh tanjiro and his sister and then like have his motivation just be to like basically keep his sister safe and try and bring her back to normal and not and not go after like not really go after like any the, anyone for revenge or try to necessarily have like be like some sort of hero or ha- have a dream of becoming some super great awesome thing like Hakagi or Pirate King or whatever. It's just this like simple, simple, really raw, like, kind of relatable feeling of just wanting to cling to your family and like keep your keep your family close. It's like I think I just really found that really cool and like in something really novel and something not just not done in like a shonen series very often yeah um so what do you think but also uh, also like just to relate to what you were saying about like uh the whole mentor thing with uh the tomo kogiyu the character that shows up uh, and tries to like kill uh Ta- kill the sister uh you know i actually did get a lot of kite vibes from him you know kite from hunter, hunter. yeah yeah in fact the whole scene actually was sort of reminding me a little bit of hunter hunter's first chapter in a way what with uh kite trying to kill that bear going was going with friends with okay him, yeah yeah it is kind of similar so, to that i didn't think about it like that yeah so i found that i found that pretty interesting so uh yeah uh 
Yeah, so I yeah, so I'm really interested in seeing where the series is going. Uh, if 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 you had if you had all the power at Viz, would you would you pick this up for a continuous release and jump, or at least an English jump? I mean, if I had any sort of Victorian Viz, uh, straightened up a Mononofu would already be running <laughs> in this. But I mean, I hope they pick this up. I think that comparatively, compared to like uh, a dancing manga or a shogi manga, this is a little more mainstream for uh, English readers. So, I mean, I hope that will uh, sort of be a point in its favor. And if this series proves successful uh, in Japan, I hope that we will see it here uh, not too shortly after we get some confirmation mm-hmm. of that. Do you do you do you know which uh, which jumpstart I would pick up if I had any power at Viz? You want to take a guess? Jumpstart. Uh, you get you get. What other jumpstarts are still running? Well, I mean, p- any see. past jumpstarts that didn't get picked up. Buddy Strike. Well, actually, yes, but uh, I was I was jokingly going to answer E Robot, but uh, oh. do you remember? Do, do, do you remember <laughs> E Robot? That was. Uh, well, I wasn't subscribed to Jump then. I only subscribed uh, shortly after they did their third anniversary promotion last year, uh, at the like in mid January. Like they ran uh, four issues like completely free. So I so I got I was really interested in subscribing to Jump, but I hadn't done it yet. So I read those free issues, and I really liked uh, the layout and the, how the service was. So then, then I descri- subscribed, and uh, it's been a highlight of my Monday afternoons dude, ever dude, since. You um. You really missed out. It's um, it was a. Tr- I listened to weekly manga recap covering that series. I think I, I, I think I, I definitely, I definitely is unfortunate. I didn't subscribe earlier to see that kind of. Tr- that it was uh, it was it was pretty uh, I don't know how I felt about that. I could have read more, but I, but it, I knew I knew it would have been crap. I knew I knew it, but I still would I still would have loved it. I don't know. I like stupid things. And I I like I like stupid manga a lot, so that kind of stuff would have been up my alley. But unfortunately, I'm pretty sure at this point that that series has been canceled anyway. So that series got canceled after like ten okay, chapters. I'm not, I'm not okay. Why am I not surprised? I love how Ryan Brown on the Shonen Jump podcast always always tries to bring it up like <laughs> in some way. It's, it's like a recurring joke. I that's, love that's it. pretty funny. Um, um. But uh, with all that said and done, um, there's one more thing I do want to talk about um, with with Sid in particular, because um, I, I I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't really gotten to read much lately. But uh, I I did get to finish something, which is not something I usually do, and that is something called Sket Dance. Um, and uh, I I convinced uh, Sid to you know, try some of it. He, uh, he got, he got a lot farther than I thought he would, um, which is good. But, um, just real quick, uh, for those of you who don't know what Sket Dance is, it's essentially, if, if you've read or watched Gintama, it's kind of sort of the same thing. And that's kind of the joke. But the thing is with Sket Dance in particular, it's about these three high schoolers. Oh, I know, you know, it, it takes place in high school. Well, you know, insert joke here. But it's it's better than that, I promise. It, it essentially takes place in high school. You have these three high schoolers, um, Basun, Himiko, and Switch. Those aren't their real names, but those are their nicknames. I'm not going to bother going down their real names because I don't remember. Um, they essentially uh, all run this club where uh, they basically 
uh, accept requests from their classmates and, you know, uh, members of the faculty at the school that they go to to essentially, you know, help them with, like, odd jobs and all, all sorts of things to basically um, help make their uh, school life and campus a better place, essentially. They just want to help people, and that's and that's kind of the whole thing with, um, with the Skep Dance Club, especially Boston, the main character. That's kind of his whole... Um, that's the whole thing about his character is that he just likes to help people. Um, but, uh, anyway, Sid, you've, you've, you've been reading Skep Dance. Um, what do you, what do you think of it so far? I have to know. I heard it! No, I'm just I joking. probably would have actually, like, hung up on you if you were serious. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny, but no, I, I knew I had to respond like that. Just to, just after all that build up, I had to do that. But no, 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 no. Actually, I'm, I I quite enjoy it. I'm having a lot of fun reading See, it. See, that's good. See, that's uh, good because um, the thing about Sket Dance is that for like the first forty chapters or so, I know um, when it used to run and jump that um, that it was very hit and miss with a lot of people, and that it used to not be very popular up until. Um, up until a certain um, origin story of a certain main character um, who was a part of the trio. Um, and I'm, pr- I'm from what I've heard, apparently that's where its popularity started to kind of rise a bit. I can see why. Yeah. But, you know, again, before then, um, I, I've heard a lot of complaints that, you know, some, most people don't get into Sket Dance or stop reading it um, before then is because, you know, I will admit I feel like even I feel like a lot of the comedy can be kind of hit and miss. Not every chapter is funny, but again, comedy subjective really depends on your sense of humor. But I don't know. Did you get that feeling at all reading whatever you read, Sid? Well, I enjoyed the those first furry chapters pretty well enough. Yeah, the not every chapter worked, uh, but like not every chapter really made me laugh a lot. But there were some enjoyable cha- chapters. But really what usually uh, keeps me going with a comedy series is that I like the characters a lot. So, you know, I like the main tri- trio quite a bit. I like some of the supporting characters. Like, uh, Roman is probably my favorite supporting yeah, she, character. She always makes yeah, me she, laugh. Yeah, she, is, I love her she is probably the best character in the entire series. Yeah, Satomi Roman. She's she's great. I love all the, I love her older manga jokes and fourth wall kind of jokes. And her becoming, her becoming shoujo, <laughs> like, like drawn shoujo style. <laughs> like all the jokes with her make me laugh. I really like her a lot. But uh, yeah, I I really I like enjoyed the I enjoyed those like for first forty chapters well enough. There's definitely a lot of similarities to Gintama in terms of the humor style, except it's transplanted into a you know school setting. So in that regard, I think it does lose. I can see why it would lose some uh, originality points with some people yeah. because there are a lot of school based comedies, mm-hmm. but. I think it's I I found I still found it fun, but yeah, there are definitely a lot of similarities with Gintama, especially in the terms of the you know the uh, Sketdan and the school student council like relationship. That, that there's a lot of shades of the uh, odd jobs and uh, Shinsengumi like rivalry with that. I felt, yeah, so. it um it it, I, is, it especially doesn't help that um that the author of Sketdance used to be an assistant to Hideaki Sarachi, the author of Gintama. Yeah, so you definitely can tell that uh, he, uh, Sorachi really influenced him and uh, his comedic mm-hmm. sensibilities, and so that translated over to the manga. But I, I found I still found all that stuff enjoyable. In fact, I quite enjoyed the arc where the you know Sketdan and Student Council faced off against each other in that uh, like tournament kind of thing. 
I thought those. I thought that was pretty. That that in general was like really fun. I mean, I I kind of got confused with that card game match. <laughs> yeah. Like just in terms of the rules, because they were kind of convoluted. But but uh, but I mean the there were some some of the some really nice chapters in that like uh, Switch versus uh, the what's her name? I don't know. The like the secretary, I think, of the student council. Like that was uh, a, Daisy. that was a pretty like cool. Daisy, yeah, that was a pretty cool, that was a pretty cool match. And then, of course, probably my favorite one was romance thing. How she, like, they reenacted, like, kind of a romance, shoujo romance kind of thing. It was super bizarre and over the top. (laughs) And, like, everyone was moved to tears by it. But, like, in the end, you know, uh, she lost a match because, uh, like, as she put it, uh, of course... You know, no, uh, Swiss, uh, you know, switch. I mean, no, uh, Balsum still had his match, and so it would be more dramatic this way. <laughs> like, I love that fourth wall, like, nod to the audience explanation. Although the series gave an in universe explanation, you know, that, you know, the, the sponsors for the student council bribe the judges and whatever. But, you know, that was, that was, that entire chapter was great. I like that. But, uh, well, uh, let me, let me ask you one more thing, and then we'll, um, we'll get to rounding off here pretty soon. Um, without without giving too much away um what it i because i think you told me uh before we started recording that you got up to himiko's backstory in particular so mm-hmm. i need to know what it what did you how'd you react to switch's backstory wow i mean uh i knew i felt like i knew it was gonna happen like at the beginning at when it started when i started reading it and i was right but still the he's <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't i knew it was gonna happen i i i did not spoil myself on it i just had a feeling i guessed the twist and still it was pretty devastating i mean wow that that was hard hitting that was that was an emotional sucker punch that is like the most tragic explanation for a, a character's like seemingly innocuous work <laughs> that i have ever read and it was a three chapter arc, and bam! It is probably one of the, the one of the most heartbreaking backstories I've I've read in just any manga. It's just three chapters long. That's 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, I um I remember when I was first reading, or I think I was watching the anime at the time actually, and I remember asking a lot of people online if if I should keep going with Sket Dance because I was because I was a because I I had heard. Um, I had heard a lot about um, the uh, origin stories for the main three characters um, in particular. I mean, I didn't actually know anything about them, but I had heard that they were very sad. But, you know, I didn't I didn't believe anybody because I was like, eh, how sad can they be? And oh boy, was I wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, Switch, Switch's character arc in particular, I think, kind of it destroys me. Um and um, I'm sure that you saw at the end of um, of his flashback in particular that uh, his story is not done being told yet. They will revisit it. Um, and um, I don't want to say it because I, I'm a, I, I don't know. This might be kind of sort of a vague spoiler, but you know when I finished Sket Dance, um, all I'll say is uh, that got a huge reaction out of me. I was I was bawling and applauding. I was super ha- I like I don't think I've ever been so happy for a fictional character. I was I was questioning whether I 
I don't know, like, I was so happy. I was like, wait, I know this character isn't real, right? I know this isn't a real person, right? Like, I I, I mean, what, what is reality? What is fiction? <laughs> um, I don't know, like, I don't know. Like, essentially, I... I was very happy with the way that certain character arcs were um, were resolved, and honestly, some people might have a um, a different opinion on the sket dance, on like how it ends. But and I mean I don't know like I don't think it's like the best ending, but I think it ends as good as it can. I mean it's it's still it's it still ends a lot better than most manga I've read. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I think certain character arcs that are resolved, I think, totally outweigh the negatives, I any negatives I have with the ending of it in particular. Um, it's Skat Dance is really good. Most people don't believe me, but it is really good. It's just, if you have the opportunity some way, somehow, please read it. It's really good. It, just I just wish people appreciated it more, honestly, because I, I haven't met a lot of people who, at like who actually like it or really give it a fair chance it's it's a shame um but yeah you um i think i think when you finish sket dance i would i would like to hear your thoughts on it or 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 maybe yeah. give me some kind of like update every once in a while i don't i mean i don't know maybe knowing you you'll probably you'll probably finish it in like a week I... <laughs> well my plan was honestly to read a volume every day like I started on the 1st of February and then I read the f- I read a volume every day like the first week but then I fell behind because I got busy mm. so who knows but I, I mean I do ho- I hope I hopefully I'll get around to re- finishing the rest soon but I think that I, I really want to like uh, reread Assassination Classroom and then maybe read Nero before the Assassination Classroom manga ends because I want to, I kind of want to do something for Assassin's Classroom. Oh yeah, to read read Nero. It's very good. Like it's um yeah. me personally, I would put Nero in my top 5 favorite manga of all time. Like I love it so much. Um honestly, I think I need to reread that at some point. Oh, man, that that series is so good. Um I think I still like it better than Assassination Classroom. Um but I mean, but both series are great, but uh Honestly, if it weren't for Nero, I probably would have never read Assassination Classroom from the very first chapter. I've I've been reading Assassination Classroom for pretty much most of its run. Um, I, same with that in Nisekoi. Like, I I read both of those before they were like officially picked up. It's, it's been a it's been a long wild ride. Um, I admit I probably would have dropped Nisekoi if I read it when it first came out from the first chapter and not less read it years later just because I wanted to read everything oh. in Jump. That's really the only reason I started reading Isekoi because I wanted to read every manga because I wanted to keep up with every manga Dude, Jump. I, I only started reading Isekoi because I thought there'd be more Yakuza stuff, but boy, was I wrong. I feel kind of cheated, but I guess I... St- did you get into it because of Double Arts? The no, I I have I had no knowledge of of this particular author's work at all. I, again, I I I heard I heard it was a harem comedy romance thing with Yakuza in it, and I love Yakuza, and that is a very easy way for me to uh, for people to sell me on things. Hey, Colton, you want to read this? Uh, I don't know. It looks kind of dumb. Hey, there's Yakuza in it. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Nisekoi is a is a thing. We talked we talked about that enough last episode. Um, yeah. 
Um, but I, I think I think we talked about enough. Um, I think this was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty satisfied with all we discussed. All right. So, um, I guess before we go, Sid, uh, where can the good people find you? I guess in terms of um, just, I guess online, whatever. Where can people talk to you? You know, I I know you got I know you got a Twitter. Yeah, you can find me as uh, as uh, at Lumomayasha at uh, Twitter and Miami List, and you can also find me as Cartoon X as various on various forums like uh, Toon Zone and Animation Revelation. And although I haven't been on those sites in a while, but I plan to return eventually. And then I also, of course, I also write uh, manga reviews on AllComics.com. Uh, right now, I've been reviewing. Fairy Tale, Yamada Kun, and the Seven Witches, and this, I just uh, recently started doing Seven Deadly Sins. So look forward to those uh, weekly chapter reviews uh, every week. So yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah, read read Sid's uh, Sid's reviews on All Comic. Um, he does review some pretty neat stuff. Um, but as for me, um, I don't have a, any written reviews at all because again, I just. I think writing is kind of boring. Um, podcasting is where I belong, personally. Um, so speaking of that, um, you know, I do a lot of shows. Um, well, actually, I guess I should probably promote my Twitter real quick first. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Uh, go ahead and follow me if you actually like listening to my opinions on things. Um, and like I said, I do a lot of other podcasts. Um God, I don't know. Go listen to Life Lessons the Gintama Manga Cast if you either are a fan of Gintama or maybe you want to get into the Gintama manga in particular, but maybe you wouldn't mind uh, uh maybe you wouldn't mind some kind of companion piece to go with it. Uh hopefully uh we are the right people for the job. That's at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Um I also like to podcast about Toriko over at heavenlykings.wordpress.com. We finally released a new episode, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have another new episode uh, coming out pretty soon. Hopefully, I don't know when, but it's recorded. I just got to wait for the host to edit it. Um, and then last but not least, uh, you can listen to One Podcast Prevails over at onepodcastprevails.com, which is essentially a podcast where I get to talk about Detective Code and slash Case Closed if you are a a fan of that um the podcast is very fun to record um i gotta talk to gotta talk to the host about recording another episode for that soon um so anyway i think that's about it for this episode of manga mavericks this has been episode three and um yeah we'll see you guys next time on allcomic.com you guys have a great week Santa.